This is Fragmented Reality, a digital bulletin podcast designed to bust the buzzwords that dominate enterprise technology. My name is Ben Mouncer, and in this episode, I take my clutch of eggs, each containing an industry buzzword, to Mike Hinton, Group Chief Technology Officer for InsureTech Company Innovation Group. Okay, we're here in the depths of a London uh, office building. Mike, do you want to crack open your first buzzword? Okay. Yeah, so what colour is he going to get? Oh, he's gone for a pink one to begin with. Going pink. <clears throat> what treat is going to emerge from the egg this time? Digital evangelist. Oh, this one's always fun. Um, what do you think of the job title, digital evangelist, Mike? Do you think that's... Uh, I think it's total nonsense, quite <laughs> yes, frankly. that's exactly um, what I want to hear. You know... <laughs> Digital's good. I don't think we need an evangelist. It's just coming. Yeah. So why? What? Why do you think that? Like, what did you think? There's too much. What, why do you think people give themselves the title, or why do you think companies award the title of digital evangelist? What do you think they're trying to achieve when they do it? It's just a modern title, as, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Everything we do in our markets around insurance yeah. is digital. It's going digital. That's what the industry wants. That's what we're delivering. That's where we see automation. That's where we see efficiencies. I don't, think, I don't think we need any more job titles than we've already got, quite frankly. No. Well, I'm, I agree with you, actually. It doesn't really matter what I think, but I do agree with you. But I'm going to play devil's advocate. Do you not think we need people who are able to market what digital and what technology is able to do? Do you think that, that there's a role for that kind of person? Sure. But, but that's, we're, we're moving across into the selling space. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, what, what we have to sell... Is is what we have to sell. I don't think I don't think you need to call them a long title such yeah, as yeah. that. Yeah, it's 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 pre-sales or it's it's sales. It's technology sales. So talking about digital and digital transformation, how that works, how that changes your business, how it changes your customer and clients' approach. That's absolutely fine. Um, but that could be a chief revenue officer. It could be head of sales. It could be a whole whole load of standard titles. You know, technology is full of buzzwords and three-letter acronyms and yeah. various other concepts that, you know, do we need to add to that? Well, as, as somebody who's worked in technology all your life, I mean, what do you think when you when you see someone with that job title? Like, do you just sort of chuckle a bit? I chuckle. Yeah. Probably ignore them. <laughs> okay. That's a fairly definitive <laughs> stance to take. Right, Mike, should we go for, a, go for a second egg? Okay. Chosen a blue one this time. Let's hope it's a, a better word. Digital transformation. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, a very, very um, well-used phrase, term. Yep. What, what does it mean to you? What, what was the definition to you for digital transformation? Well, if we, for me, if we split the word yeah. or the, the context in two, so transformation is a word we've used in technology for, for years and years. Um, how, how long would you say? Like, was it, is it in, in well, I've been doing transformation, I would argue, for 25 years. Yeah, so yeah. transformation has been around for a long time. Um, and it, it, it's fitting for what we're doing within Innovation Group because yeah. originally that started off as a technology transformation program, fairly standard consolidation of applications, transformation of, of infrastructure, transformation of organisation, and implementing and driving that, that into the business. What, what became clear quite early on was what we're building around our pl- platform being Gateway it wasn't just around transformation of the supporting 
services, infrastructure development, implementation, it very very much was around taking the business along that transformation. And that's where I think the word digital really comes to play. Um, Our clients, our customers are looking for for a seamless end-to-end process, which is all around digital transformation, the way you interact with your device, the way that you log a call, for want of a better description, the way that that flows through your system. When we think about Amazon and the way that Amazon joins consumers and customers to suppliers quite seamlessly, that is what I'd class as as a digital transformation and a, a true digital transformation should lead to a true digital customer journey for your customers and clients. Okay, so customers are at the, at the center of it, that's Correct. what you're um, So you, you've said transformation as a word, is, is, from your experience, been used for quite a long time. Do you, do you think yep. digital transformation as a concept is kind of never-ending? Do you think it's... It's, 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 it's constant. The world, the yeah. world moves, whether, whether it's your cloud provider giving you new features and functions, whether it's your customers wanting new features and functions, whether it's a new piece of disruptive technology coming in and you, you have to look at it, see whether it fits with your approach, your strategy, transformation is, is really a constant thing. Yeah. And I would argue that at some point in the future, transformation will just be the norm. Yeah. It, won't, it won't be a saying, it won't be a word, it'll just be what technology does and indeed the business as a whole. Okay, so I'm getting the sense that you this isn't really a buzzword to you. It is, it's a real, a real, very real thing, and a yep. term you're happy to use in yes. business parlance. Yeah, yeah. Do you yep. use it as part of your like pitches when you do? Yeah, uh, absolutely. What yeah. we are going through from from customer to business to technology is a digital transformation end to end. Yeah, and it it never finishes. I think once once you're live, you're in production. Whether that's your internal business, whether it's a mixture of internal business and SaaS offerings, then the program of work no longer should be classed as digital transformation. It's effectively BAU, but whilst you're building it over a period of time, I think digital transformation is a fair description at the moment. Yeah, excellent, right. That was a good one. Let's uh, let's see what Mike goes for next. Yellow. Well, we're, we're very structured in technology. Okay? <laughs> so we'll take one of each color. Augmented reality, interesting. Yeah, okay. Um, so with augmented reality and virtual reality, these are technologies that are, you know you hear a lot about. Are, are you seeing it a lot in, in an enterprise context? Is it, is it a technology that you feel has a place in, in the enterprise? I think it will. Yeah. I, think, I think we've seen it in some industries. So some of my background is in property. So you can imagine how virtual reality or augmented reality can be used to give you a view of perhaps what you're buying. You see that online with estate agents all the time. Um, or if you're trying to, for example, in, in more in the market we are, in insurance around property claims, large loss and small loss, um, rather than sending a, an assessor out to a property, if it's possible to video or create some sort of virtual reality around the damage yeah. that's been occurred and we can assess it remotely, then you know that, that drives benefits to, yeah. to our business. Um, so I think it, you know, it's it's definitely something that is being used more and more. Even is the in business the motors. case there today, though, if we're talking right now, do you think the business case is there for it at that scale, like for enough for enough companies and enough industries to make this an actual thing that's going to change people's lives? Not quite yet. So I think I think video image capture is certainly being used across our industry in, in insurance. Now, 
whether that is used to its fullest amount or whether it's just sat on the front end to look nice and entice people into your platform, because I'd argue it's pretty difficult, certainly in, in, a, in a motor incident, to be able to fully assess the damage lying behind the bumper with an image or a video. Yeah. Um, but it I can certainly add value. It can add value. Yeah. It can add value, certainly for for pretty simple claims. They, they, they can be fixed and, and closed and settled pretty quickly by using some of this technology. Um, will we use more in-depth augmented reality, which is the buzzword we're talking about in the future, yeah. to help us with those claims? Probably, but it's not mainstream yet, I'd say, in our, in our industry. One of the sort of big barriers people talk about with this kind of technology is cost, really. And do you think that we're going to be get to a point where that won't become an issue, or do you think it will be an expensive thing to implement, even if you do make a business case for it? Well, I think everything in technology eventually becomes cheaper. Yeah, yeah, we've seen that. If you go back the years to, to building some sort of supercomputer or, or parallel computing type environment in your data center, that was extremely expensive, even even ten years ago. These days, you you know you'd use a cloud to do that, and only pay for the consumption you use. So the cost, yeah. the cost of all of this stuff has come down. On I've no doubt as technology advances, the cost of augmented reality will come down. At the moment, it would be prohibitive for us. I think based on the value we'd get out of it. Yeah. Do you think sometimes companies show off this kind of technology at an event or something when they're trying to absolutely draw draw attention? To of course, they're doing. You yeah. see that every, everywhere with 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 selling and aspirational selling, yeah. you see it across across our industry. Um, you know, another buzzword in insurance is is artificial intelligence. It will yeah. automate the world, and yet, if you read some of the press, AI has gone into almost a winter where it was a buzzword. Now people are realising what its capabilities actually are. Um, I'm sure it will come round again. I think uh, the you know for AI, AI for example, there's definitely benefits in in the medical industries i think yeah. people have seen in the press that you know the recent uh help ai has has given to producing drugs that have gone to market a hell of a lot quicker than than it would if, if humans were looking at it um it's just a, you need to use the right text at the right time and i think augmented reality and indeed ai from an insurance perspective are buzzwords at the moment yeah so there might might be good for selling the platform, how much actual value it drives back into your business from efficiencies and benefits, um, I think it remains to be seen. It's that old debate, isn't it? Like, do you have technology for technology's sake or is, is there an ultimate purpose to it, whether it's the customer satisfaction or yeah. sa- saving money, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So yeah, still still up for debate, I think, with augmented reality and virtual reality, but certainly an exciting um, technology. Yeah. Should we go for our, uh, our fourth egg? Yeah. Green. We'll go Let's green. Keep it, keep it to the system. Keep it to <laughs> DevOps. DevOps. Okay. <laughs> a wry smile comes across Mike's face as he reads DevOps. Now you're a you're a tech guy. You you, you probably hear this word, this phrase this methodology. Yep. Sort of bandied around quite yep. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? We use it. Yeah. We use it to develop our gateway platform. Um, we're very agile. It's a microservices architecture. Um, which means really, if you're constantly releasing at a pace, not only do do you have to have a high test coverage, it has to be automated, um, and you need to be able to release without taking complete applications down 
um, every time you release every two weeks because then the application would be useless. So um, we use DevOps. I think it works. I think it used to be a buzzword. You don't hear it actually so much, in my opinion. No, do you think that's because it's become the norm? Like? It's, it's become more of the norm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What, what it actually means, I, I think, is debatable. It's, <laughs> it's just a, it's just how you transition in, in, into a mature development life cycle. Yeah, it, especially if you're releasing at pace with numerous teams. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Um, can you give us some insights into what it takes to? implement like successful DevOps? Like what, what do you think? Uh, the first thing is you, you need somebody who's running that department to, to fully understand what DevOps means and, and how development works and yeah. how you bring that together. Um, people need to live it. You know, it's not something you implement in, in a week. You know, it takes a long time to get it right. Um, it, it comes with trust, you know, because you're giving developers access to things that traditionally you wouldn't necessarily give developers access to. Yeah. You know, um, stuff would be released by a separate application support team or operations team. Development would never touch production. That you know that was an absolute no-no. So some of those segregations of duties arguably have gone. But as long as you've got the right tooling in place to make sure um, you, you can have things such as four eyes approval on everything that is released, then then it's a mech mechanism that enables you to release lots of features and functions uh, over very short periods of time into your production environment without affecting um, the availability of that application. Yeah. You hear a lot about DevOps culture, don't you, and, and adopting a DevOps culture. What, what, does, what does that mean to you? And is, is, are there challenges around that? Do, do organizations like have struggle to adapt a DevOps culture, as it were, in inverted commas? I don't think mature technology teams do, yeah. necessarily. Um, I think DevOps and the whole agile approach to development is something that a lot of businesses still struggle with. So when you're trying to articulate, you'll get your software as you articulated your requirements just in time. They find that difficult to understand. Yeah. Well, I, I want to see it. I want to touch it. You know, I want to know what the end state looks like. And when you're going through a big program of digital transformation using our previous yeah. buzzword um, if we were to, to take a traditional approach and spec out all of the requirements required for our business across our key business lines up front before we started developing we'd have no, we'd have nothing to show anybody that, that we'd still be developing the core framework yeah this before we move on to another one obviously DevOps the culture or DevOps um, teams, obviously they, they bring developers to the fore and it really it really highlights yeah. the changing role of the developer. But like, you know, you've been in technology a long time, Mike. Can you remember a time when developers were just the, you know, the guys who sat in the corner who didn't really have any kind of, not place, but any kind of responsibility or, you know, but now it's, it's different, isn't it? A absolutely. And it's not just developers, it's, it's infrastructure, it's technology as a whole. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think gone are the days where your technology team would be thrust into the basement of, of the corporate HQ, never to be seen. Yeah. You know, it's not like the IT crowd anymore. <laughs> I think I, we've moved forward. We we enable the business, and therefore, if we are enabling our businesses, we need to be visible to the businesses, not not in the basement. So, um, the speed of development, the type of development, 
the way that the way that we develop in an agile fashion dictates that, that we need to be engaged with the business in a much different fashion to how that was done traditionally. Yeah. Okay. Well, another good another good one. Let's let's have our fifth egg. Back to pink. Back to pink. It's logical. You're not going to deviate this. Uh... It's inbuilt. <laughs> Yeah, blockchain. Blockchain. <laughs> okay. Blockchain, uh, go. I mean, uh, block, blockchain is uh, a buzzword, yeah. isn't it? Um, Why do you say that? What, what, what's, what's the sort of justification for that? It's particularly a big buzzword in the insurance industry if you think about how blockchain works uh, and you think about claims process. At a high level, you'd think blockchain would be um, the perfect solution, effectively. Yeah to be able to get all of these agreements from the insurer, from the customer, from the estimate to the body shop, yeah. all, all nicely linked together to come out with a result, which means we either fix it, we write it off, or or we do what, whatever that outcome may be. All that cost, all signed off separately, different locations, nice and secure. Um, but you're implying there's a reason why it's not. But to that point, it's been so interesting a buzzword that the insurance industry themselves have set up cross development groups to look at blockchain to solve okay. some of their issues around some of this space. Um, and whilst they're making strides towards it, I still haven't seen blockchain as being the game changer within within the insurance industry, even though you know the big insurers have, have come together to put teams are around the technology to understand how it's going to, going to drive efficiencies within their business ultimately. Yeah. Do you um, think we will get to that point? It's just a slow process or do you think it's a buzzword that people are striving to find use cases for that in your instance in insurance that actually it probably won't ever be pervasive. It might find the odd it, use case. I don't know yet. It yeah. may be. I think when I look at the future at the moment we're very much looking at Fixing what we have with with a brand new product that is digital and completely re-architected, fit for purpose, mm -hmm. scalable, all of those good things. I think what we need to do in the next six months, now that we're implementing, and indeed the, the, the gateway product is live in, in many of our internal regions and we've got some real drive from, from the external markets for the SaaS offering of the platform is we need to be careful not to move away from pure innovation. And one of the things we will look, like, look at as part of that pure innovation is, do we see a future for blockchain within our business? So we haven't done that analysis. I understand what blockchain is, and I've seen lots of people trying to, to use it. Yeah, um, It hasn't changed the world yet, so we need to have a good look at it. But certainly we need to keep innovating, and blockchain will be a piece that we look at in the future, maybe in the next six months. It's really interesting because your answer is similar to other answers that people have given on this podcast about blockchain in particular. They're, at the moment, they're struggling to they understand what the technology is, but they're struggling to see it being used anywhere at scale. But they also feel that need to sort of keep investigating it and keep and yeah. stay in touch with it. Is that yeah, because it, yeah, because yeah. the theory behind it is is good. Yeah, I just wonder about the application of it in in the real world. Yeah, because it's so it's almost so secure that if it ever makes a wrong decision, how on earth do you reverse it? <laughs> yeah, okay. That's an interesting yeah. point, yeah. Do you think um, there's enough knowledge about blockchain and what it is? Because it is a complex sort of concept to get your head around, certainly for people like me. Um, do you think 
we need to increase them. It needs to become a bit more. People need to learn more about it before it becomes more of a thing. Yeah, I fair? think so. But yeah. it has been around quite a long yeah, time. No, it has, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know off the top of my head. Somewhere between five, seven years, maybe. Yeah. And we still haven't seen it break, break through into mainstream. So you know there must be reasons about that. Yeah. And then why that is, and I think that's why I'd either like to adopt some element of it in part of our process or just discount it for now how do you think you'll go about that process would you will you have like um a working group or something yeah we, i would like to set up a small team that is only focused on innovation yeah whether they're insure techs whether it's blockchain whatever it is that's coming coming through um we can't stand still just because we've broken the back of what, what i think is is a market leading application today it may not be in a year's time so you can't just sit on your laurels and do nothing yeah and the end of the day we're called the innovation group and the bit we're doing today is great and it's delivering value but we can't stand still you know technology never stands still so we need to understand and, and investigate what what's coming down the line constantly that's that's quite demanding on people like you isn't it do you do you like how do you deal with that because standing still sometimes is quite relaxing isn't it <laughs> it is but but i've always done transformation yeah, so yeah, standing so. still for me yeah. is boring yeah no absolutely um, yeah so, so this is what gets you up in the morning the this cor- next thing correct yeah, yeah and and for anybody who who works in technology and really enjoys technology it's all about what's what's coming yeah you know if you sit there and just run servers with Linux on an Oracle and tinker around with your table spaces. Yeah. Yes, that's technology. But is it technology that excites and is going to move the world forward? I, I doubt it. So so for me, working in technology is about being in a role that is constantly evolving and changing because technology. Yeah. Interesting you said move the world because with blockchain in particular, people do say that the potential for it, especially in financial services in that sort of sphere, yeah, yeah. it could really move things. Yes, yeah. it could, yeah. but it hasn't yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Innovation Group's application of blockchain in, what, five years? So you can make yeah, a well, deadline yeah. for it? Yeah, we'll yeah. see. But uh, deadline, yeah, maybe five years. Yeah, we'll okay. <laughs> right, we'll have one more egg. Mike. Okay. Let's see, um, see what hatches from the I think we've gone out of order. I've forgotten. Oh, no. Silos. Oh, silos. Okay, we've not had that for a while. Um, we're, we're talking sort of um, organisational silos from yeah, yeah. like IT yeah. perspective. Yeah. Do, do you still sort of have, is that a problem that you still encounter? Yeah, in absolutely. In, innovation Group was absolutely full of regional silos. Yeah. So you've got group in the centre trying to, to change things, but you've got businesses in their own rights in, in each of the region trying to hit their targets, and there's yeah. no reason why they shouldn't be. And what, what that does is create silos. Um, not just within technology, but within the business. So the fact that we had circa 300, 350 applications is because of silos, because they're all doing pretty much the same thing, because a claim is a claim, claim, whether it's motor property or or other, you know, the process you go through from taking the claim in um, to progressing it to fulfilling ultimately the claim and settling it is, is pretty much the same. The workflows may be slightly different, but, but the process at a high level is the same. Because we had silos, that's why we had 300 applications, and that's why we had 420 people across the globe working in technology. That's why it was costing 
38 million in comparison to the 20 million it costs today, yeah. but we're making a much bigger leap forward with the with the global product. And I think um, for any true digital transformation or indeed transformation to happen, silos have to be broken down. Um, how complex is it though to, how but, complex a challenge is it to stop silos becoming a thing? It's difficult to break them down. Yeah. Once you've broken them down, you've got people on board, hearts and minds, they can see the technology coming, it's good, they can see the application of it, they can see the benefit to their business. Once you've done that, which is a hard bit, um, it's easier to, to keep them away forever. Yeah. I don't, when, when we, um, you hear a lot about, you know, product-based sort of uh, methodologies. Do you not think that if you set a team to go away and do a product and other teams do another product, you're sort of in danger, like there's a slight danger of silos developing in that regard? Or I don't know. Is that, is that yeah, I mean, absolutely. But, but what we've done at Innovation Group is centralise development, yeah. product, infrastructure, PMO, information security. So that central group very much sets the strategy, which is then passed down in, into each of the regions to implement, which is one way to, to make sure you don't get those silos. Yeah. Um, of course, businesses are businesses, and each regional business is a business. Now, to a certain extent, revenue or cash is, is king, and if they see a big prize... I think they can just develop something on the side yeah. in order to, to service that new piece of business. That is a danger, but, but by going along the cloud computing lines, you can make sure that the, your cloud is locked down to, to a certain extent that, that doing skunk works, if you like, mm -hmm. in terms of development is, is very difficult for regions to achieve. It has to come through the centre. I'm not saying that, that what they're trying to do isn't the right thing, but if we allow them to build applications at the rate they had done previously, we'll, we'll go back to where we were. We'll have a core application and lots of satellite applications, which eventually will need some sort of integration or they will need to be redeveloped onto the strategic platform. And that just pushes our goal out to the right from a project perspective constantly. Yeah. Okay, Mike, I think we're, um, we're out of time. So okay. I hope you enjoyed that. Thanks for your time. I did. Thank you. Cheers. Power up your day with the Bulletin Brief, the latest news, insights and opinion delivered straight to your inbox. Subscribe now at digitalbullet.in.